Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I was just looking at the uh, comments from uh, former Senator and Chair of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, Murray Sinclair, who spoke appreciatively of Pope Francis, but also was direct in his challenge. And I'm only going to read this to you before I say hello to my guest, because it relates to what the translator just said, what uh, Senator Sinclair said or wrote, despite the historic apology, the Holy Father's statement has left a deep hole in the acknowledgement of the full role of the church in the residential school system by placing blame on individual members of the church. It is important to underscore that the church was not just an agent of the state, nor simply a participant in government policy, but was a lead co-author of the darkest chapter in the history of this land. Driven by the doctrine of discovery and other church beliefs and doctrines, Catholic leaders not only enabled the government of Canada, but pushed it even further in its work to commit cultural genocide of indigenous peoples. In many instances, it was not just a collaboration, but an instigation. And the word genocide, you've been hearing in news, I'm sure, was spoken for the first time today by uh, the Pope as he was on the plane heading back to Rome, and it was in response to a question by a reporter on a very important week in this country. And uh, joining us to speak about the developments, Chief Cadmus DeLorme, Chief of Cowess's First Nation in Saskatchewan. Remember, it was just over a year ago that 751 unmarked graves uh, were found located at the site of the former Marival Indian Residential School, and Marival was open from 1899 to 1977. Chief DeLorme, thank you very much uh, for joining us. And what's your overall impression of Pope Francis' time at uh, Indigenous communities? Good day, Roy, and, and audience. This past week uh, was uh, intended to be about healing, uh, about hope. And um, time will come when survivors will uh, explain uh, what, what uh, part of the journey they're on. Uh, everybody heals in their own way. Uh, the Pope came, Roy, a number 58 of the Truth and Reconciliation Calls to Action. Uh, the intent was, was here. And uh, his three stops, uh, strategically trying to balance three different areas of Canada where Indigenous people um, live on all parts of this country. I, uh, we at Cowses had our events. Uh, we watched live together, survivors, Roman Catholic faith-goers, Cowses First Nation and friends. Um, it was mixed feelings. I, I will uh, leave your questions, Roy, to better explain uh, the past week. Yeah, uh, p- please, uh, please share with us what the feelings were that, uh, that that you heard. Because when I when I read um, uh, Senator Sinclair's review, certainly he was he was appreciative, but also critical. And I've heard the criticism from a number of uh, of people over the last few days who've been in touch with me, Chief Delorme. What did you? What were you hearing? The uh, the truth must prevail before and when we really address reconciliation. And we can't get lazy in addressing reconciliation and truth. I, I just as a person who is here to implement truth and reconciliation and drive hope in this country for a stronger relationship between Indigenous people in Canada, I found that number 58 was not fulfilled. Number 58 of Truth and Reconciliation is for the Roman Catholic Church's role in the spiritual, cultural, emotional, physical, and sexual abuse of First Nations, Inuit, Métis children in Catholic-run residential schools. 
we we did not hear that in the acknowledgement. He it was almost like he the Pope left a, a deep hole in the acknowledgement of the full role in the church. And so, you know, the Pope did what the church and he felt the intent was. Now today that the Pope is back at the Vatican or en route to the Vatican, it's up to us as Canadians to pick up where we are at, own it, and address it together so that we could truly get to reconciliation. Yeah, keeping in mind uh, that the Church was in charge of more than 60% of the residential schools in Canada, and uh, Chief DeLorme, what the, what the Pope said while he was in Canada was not spontaneous. That would have, some of it might have been, but uh, much of it, certainly the speeches were were well-crafted prior to the Pope ever leaving, uh, ever leaving Rome. So he came and he spoke, and you feel that um, Section 58 was not properly dealt with. And uh, does that leave us... I, I understand that we have to work out our issues together, and I think there's more of a, a willingness and a sense of the need to do it now than there might have been a number of years ago. But does uh, does that leave us um, with a bit of a hole from the Vatican? I mean, I I have to tell you, I just feel disappointed. Uh, Roy, I, I'm not a survivor. I'm a chief. I'm a spokesperson. I'm a proud First Nations person and a proud Canadian. I felt the intent and the hope was that the Roman Catholic Church's leader in this world, the Pope, was going to come here and, and set the tone. On, on the church's role. I feel we had a missed opportunity. But give or take, Roy, we're here. It, it's, it's Saturday. It's, it's past. It's, it's, it's the Pope did what he felt was. It's now up as, as Canadian, Roy, where we pick it up from here. And we, we nudge it as fast as we can. We, we, we pick it up. There's Roman Catholic Church faithgoers that are listening right now across this country. The unmarked graves set an ugly feeling in every Canadian in this country. Roman Catholic faithgoers, um, you know, personally from who I've talked to, have, have had different feelings as well. The Pope did it, it, what he felt was right. I feel it's a missed opportunity, Roy, but we can, as Canadians, figure this out and just implement um, all we can in truth and reconciliation. Yeah. Do you think, Chief Alarm, that we have a a real national understanding of what these residential schools really did, what they what the what they perpetrated against First Nations, because and I don't want to keep coming back uh, to the issue of what the Pope should have said and, and didn't, um, in in my view, for whatever that counts, and not much. But but do you, but do you feel that we have a, a true understanding among Canadians of what those residential schools perpetrated? Because one of the one of the really key issues here. It's how the survivors of those schools leave this week, what they go forward with tomorrow and into next week and the weeks and the months to come. Uh, Roy, I love coming on your show. We, I've, You and I have talked, I think, four or five times into the audience listeners. I know they're not always uh, in tuned every weekend, but, you know, I have explained truth many times in different perspectives. I don't want to rephrase everything that I, I tried to say before, but the truth is in this country, we, we've, we were not taught the truth as Canadians. Our education system across this country to baby boomers, Generation X, Generation Y, uh, misinterpreted it. So now today, the unmarked graves uh, has opened up everybody's mind to, to, to bring the church forward. 
you know, the Catholic Church was not just an agent in residential school, but was it was almost a co-author in the darkest chapter in this history. And, you know, we, we have not just a few, um, the, it was an institutional effort to remove children from their families and cultures, Roy, in the name of Christian supremacy in what we inherited today. It didn't happen today, Roy. We inherited this. But as Canadians, we must understand that residential school survivors, they have all right and all purpose to have this hurt right now. And I don't believe this past week really closed that hurt for many. It might have actually reopened it. And we have to understand every residential school survivor in this country and family of residential school survivors is all on a different healing. Let's stand beside them and better understand when we drive in these urban cities and see the odd um, First Nation person that, that might be below the poverty line. We're not asking for pity, Roy. We're not asking for anybody to feel sorry for us. We just must understand that vertical lineage in our Indigenous was, was, was addressed in a negative way, and we inherited this. Yeah, well said, Chief. Um, we have to reach out to each other. And uh, if there is any cynicism or if there are preconceived notions that... Um, we need to reflect on and and, uh, and deal with ourselves. I think we need to do that. We need to reach out to each other. We are neighbors. We are, you know, fellow residents of this piece of. Uh, I'm going to get too philosophical here, but this piece of, of of this planet, of this earth, and we we can do it moving forward together. And uh, I was just hoping that this week was going to be better. And I've said enough, Chief Delorme. What did you? Uh, how did you explain the the Pope's visit to your kids? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Roy. Uh, my father attended a uh, Roman Catholic-run residential school. Uh, he never talked about his experience. When, well, I shouldn't say never, Roy. When, when I got older, when I got to university, and I started to learn the truth, because I didn't even learn about it in, when I went to my First Nation school, because it was still not talked about, is I, um, I started to tell them about their grandpa. In our language, we call him Musham. He passed away in uh, 2017. And I started to tell them that their Musham... I uh, went to a residential school, and uh, my kids are very young, Roy. I got a five-year-old girl who would probably be the most to conceive the moment right now. And um, I, I told her that, that she is going to be whatever she wants because her mushroom taught me uh, perseverance, taught me to, uh, you know, find the good in things and, and moving forward and, and healing one day at a time. What can we not afford to do? One of the thoughts I had about this, the papal visit and the apology, I thought it can't be left to just fade into history while First Nations still continue to deal with unsafe water and substandard housing. What can we not afford to do going forward now? I, I believe, and I'm, I'm one opinion, Roy, I believe uh, ignorance is going to be our biggest uh, barrier moving forward. Um, secondly, there, there are so many challenges in, in this world right now. In Canada, externally, Canada's role in this world, uh, the relationship with the Indigenous people it is vital for, for Canada to be a true leader in this world internally. But at the same time, ignorance, I feel, is, is going to be our biggest challenge. The kitchen tables in this country uh, must make sure that the truth prevails when it comes to Indigenous people and Canada. And there are really good resources, Roy, out there. Like, I'll, I'll promote a book right now. I get no royalties on it, Roy. I just wanted to be full disclosure. But there's a book from Car Caroline Hilton called um, 
indigenomics. It, it talks about how economics and investing in indigenous people in this country is going to be the best opportunity moving forward. And lastly, Roy, the institutions, the provincial governments, the federal governments, the municipalities, the urban settings, they have to assess their resources to make sure that Indigenous people are getting their vertical lineage stronger, daughter to mom to grandma to, and, and so forth. Do you have confidence in uh, the, let's say, the two more senior levels of government in this country, federally and provincially? Uh, I'm going to speak openly, right? I, I work with the, as a chief with the federal liberals, and I work with the provincial very conservative. I'm not going to call the SAS party conservative, but they're, they're very conservative um, uh, dominant. And so, you know, I get to see two different perspectives. You know, governments are our governments, and parties have, have mandates. I, um, the, the way houses plays and the way my role as a chief plays in this country is when we get told no or, or, or maybe next time, our role is to go in there and to educate. And, you know, when I've talked to Premier Mo and uh, Prime Minister Trudeau's cabinet, um, they were very open-minded about things. Uh, Cowsis is doing child welfare reform right now. We have jurisdiction over our children in care. We treat our children from Cowsis in care in northern Ontario, in Regina, on Cowsis and in Vancouver, all the same from our healing. And the provincial government and the federal government both um, honored that. So I, I do believe we all have to adjust our compass, both Indigenous and not at this moment. Uh, we both are right and we both have challenges on both sides. But I think when we all change our attitude at that table to focus truly on the hope moving forward and, you know, the past does have history. There is mistrust. But at the end of the day, Roy, what do we have as humans? Is we have hope, and and that I believe has to be our strongest attitude. Yeah, you know, uh, Chief Delorme, one of the concerns that I've had for years is that we don't really, truthfully and in a detailed manner, educate our young people, educate ourselves on the history of Canada. We 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 just there. I think there are only five provinces that have a mandatory history curriculum. In their in their primary and secondary school systems, I could be wrong, but I think it's only five. That is that is something that we need to do. We need to be able to openly discuss with one another, understand everything that took place and the context in which it happened, so we can move forward with an understanding of where we are, where we were, where we need to go. Would you agree? Absolutely. Our education system is is what is setting the minds and the attitude for for this country moving forward. Uh, I do believe that, you know, the, the provinces and territories that do have it in their curriculum will see better results when it comes to the um, ignorance and accidental racism. Um, to the ones that are not doing it, um, you know, I do know that universities are, are more man mandatory today as well in some of their programs. So, you know, we're getting there, Roy. Are we getting lazy at it? I believe we are. I do believe we have to understand. And I... Go back to the unmarked graves that, that happened at Kamloops at Maryville, and there are 130 residential schools that were in this country, and we've addressed less than 30 of them with their unmarked graves. Almost all of them, Roy, do have unmarked graves. When we talk about schools in the early 1900s, not all schools are, are the same as residential schools. When your residential school has a gravesite beside it, you do know 
that we missed the truth in how Indigenous people were treated. So it is a really tough thing to address. But, you know, the more we address the truth, the more we will have better reconciliation moving forward. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 